What's up, everybody? It is your man, Doc Chocolate BBC, coming at you with another episode of Bulls and Queens. And on today's episode, we are celebrating the 75th episode. Woo! And so with that, it has been a long journey, y'all, and I am glad that you guys came along for the ride. So quick update. So during May 30th to June 4th, I will be on my first annual mail horror tour. I'm going to be traveling cross country to the beautiful sunshine state of Florida, and I'll be spending all summer down there. So between May 30th through June 4th, I will actually be driving from Las Vegas to Florida. And during that time period, you guys, I'm going to be traveling through Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I'm going to make stops in Dallas, Texas, Mobile, Alabama, before I hit the Orlando Central Florida area. And I'll be doing some shoots, having some playtime sessions and all that. So if you guys are along that pathway during May 30th through June 4th, hit a brother up. Let me know if you want to have a bite to eat or you want me to have a bite out of you or your wife. Yeah, just let me know. Just let me know and I'll see what I can figure. All right. I'll be staying in Florida till the end of August. And out there in Florida, you guys, I'm going to be doing hot wife training days and also gang bangs. So if you are interested in hearing more about that, I see all those hands going up in your cars. Hit me up at bullsandqueens.com. Just use that contact form and I will get back to you as soon as possible. And also, last but not least, there is a event called Pod Bash that is going on in Las Vegas. And I'll actually be back in Vegas for that event. It's thrown by my friends, Brian and Brenna of Front Porch Swingers. And it's called Pod Bash. And at this event, which is going to be September 28th through October 1st, 2023, out in beautiful and sunny Las Vegas, you're going to be able to party in the desert and under the sun with your favorite podcasters. So there's going to be myself and then Front Porch Swingers, and there's going to be uh, Friends with a Twist and a few of your other favorite lifestyle podcasters. So make sure you get your tickets because they are selling out quickly. I think last I heard there's only literally like 10 tickets left. So go to bullsandqueens.com slash podbash to get your ticket. Again, that link is bullsandqueens.com slash podbash and get your tickets to podbash and party with me and everybody else. Now, here goes that sexy introduction. You are now listening to the Bulls and Queens podcast, where we have sexy fun exploring the lifestyle and swinging exploits of black bulls, queens of spades, cuckold fantasies, open relationships, seductive interracial encounters, and other kinky shenanigans that are sure to get you 
off in a very good way. So get ready, ladies, and make sure you take notes, gentlemen, because here is your host, that super sexy bald black man candy, Doc Chocolate. What's up, what's up, everybody? It is Doc Chocolate BBC with Bulls and Queens Swinger Podcast. And I am up here with another awesome episode with some beautiful people that are my guests. And I'm going to introduce them here in just a moment. But before we get started, you guys, please make sure that you go ahead and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform, be it Google, Spotify, or Apple, iTunes, whatever the hell it is, just subscribe, baby, subscribe, leave a brother some five-star reviews and let me know how much you love me or you hate me. If you hate me, then kick rocks. But uh, I say that in a very, very kind and pleasant manner. Pleasantly kick rocks. And also make sure that you get my free book. It is the Bulls, the Cucks, and the Queens Survival Guide to the Lifestyle. So it is my free gift to you. Just call me Black Santa Claus because it is totally free. Get it on my website right now, bullsandqueens.com. And as always, you guys, this is brought to you by my OnlyFans where you can see me do mattress gymnastics with lovely wives and milfs. And I may have done some gymnastics with the lady that is, well, I'll explain that here in a second. So anyways, <laughs> subscribe to my holy fans. So without further ado, let me go ahead and introduce this couple. So I have the lovely, the beautiful, the rambunctious, Miss Fit Wife, Jules, and husband and business manager and bodyguard, John. Jules, I'm just gonna give you a last name because I just didn't feel like calling you John. Like, how y'all doing today? <laughs> We're doing well. We're enjoying watching all of this. This is fabulous. It's a production. <laughs> it's a production. Yes, it is. It is, and I enjoy watching you guys in your production. <laughs> like so. We're going to talk about some spicy things. We're going to talk about how you guys got started in the lifestyle, how you have navigated through jumping into doing contents and only bands and how you are a fitness competitor as well and all that good stuff. But can you just give uh, the audience a brief overview on who is Fit Wife Jewels and John Jewels? yes absolutely um this is really where you should pop in and talk about um the the structure of how we started and because you're really good at this part yeah we started we've been married for about eight nine years uh, second marriages for both of us and on a very first date um it was more of a interview at least how she approached it 
basically, you know, she wanted to state clearly up front that she does not um, subscribe to a normal lifestyle. And that, you know, if I wanted to, you know, be with her in any capacity, here are the nine rules that you must comply. That's how we started. There are not nine rules, but you get the idea. (laughs) Baby, don't let the truth get in the way of the good story. I got to stay up with him. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm I'm loving this already. But keep on going. So I kid you not, I was, um, you know, first date and you know, it was a tea or a tea coffee shop yeah. type stuff. And it was a table and she was telling me about her lifestyle. And I actually had my phone underneath the table and with one hand was Googling the terms that she was stating because I had no idea what a femdom was or dominant submissive or queen of spades or any of that. And, you know, I had to, you know, keep a straight face while she was talking and I was getting educated on the fly. And then, you know, she, she had me about what, two sentences in. And I was like, fuck, yeah, let, let's go. And then she, she said at the end of it, she's looking for a partner for a sexual exploration, right? Wherever that yeah. leads. And if you have a closed mind, uh, you know, that this is not for you type stuff. Um, and I was like, okay, let's give it a go. Let's see what happens. And that was eight years ago. <laughs> so that's how we started. And then, um, started more into the femdom or DS dynamics. Cause that was her DNA or is her DNA, um, ultimately. And, you know, we did that for a while. And then one, I guess it was after six months, you know, I, I picked her up and sat her on the table, which an uninvited touch of a femdom, and especially to pick her up placer on you know the kitchen table you know her head was already spinning and i i said listen it's been great it's been fun but if we're going to move this relationship into the next stage it needs to be 50 50 i didn't even know what that meant like (laughs) get out like i don't even know what 50 50 means Mm -hmm. because i had lived uh as a as a femdom I've been head of household for, you know, 10 years, 15 years. So for a man to come in and say, listen, you know, we got to do this 50, 50. It was just, it was just weeks of like fear of like, what does this, no, you are not going to do that to me. Like, I'm not going to be caught. My that. mama warned me. Yeah. Guys like you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was a very scary point. Yeah. And I didn't even answer him that evening. I, I didn't have an answer. Yeah. So, you know, I'd say a couple taglines of our entire relationship, you know, and one major one is just lean into it. Right. Which means Mm -hmm. we never say no at the beginning. We'll give something a go. If we don't like it, we'll do it again. Right. Type stuff. And, and she was like, okay, let's give this a go. And so we did, and there were some positives and, you know, I guess worries for me, but overall we learned to trust each other and she learned to trust me. And I learned to trust her and, her biggest fear, um, if I can just kind of reveal it, was being left, being left okay. alone. And so, you know, er- every day after that, you know, I'd wake up and I'd say, I'm still here and I'll be here. I'm not going anywhere. Right. And so it took that, you know, I don't know, days and weeks, you know, to convince her that, you know, I'm just not some man that's coming wanting to hump this and then boom, leave. <laughs> right. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm in it for the long haul. And once we got past that and we established that trust, and again, we were on a sexual exploration. So, okay, let's try this. Let's try this. And then we got into swinging. Um, and that was, that was a rough ride at the beginning. 
It was really wrong because if you think about as a femdom, I am the one. In fact, nobody gets the jewels, right? Like nobody, nobody has sex with me. They, you're the queen. You're, you know, the one that people kiss your feet and they, they want to please you. And, and so the idea of taking that into an arena where there's, you know, kind of like this free flow in a sense of men who want to have sex with you and the women are having sex with each other. And, and it was just kind of like, it was very overwhelming for me. It was extremely scary because that's not an environment for me. In fact, it was just oil and water. Mm-hmm. So we definitely had some baby steps, yeah, a lot of conversation yeah. because it was just like, it was innate within me. That was not where I belonged. Yeah. And I would say if she wasn't fully bisexual, you know, that was the carrot that, you know, she was looking oh, for yeah. in the swinging environment is to connect with other like-minded females um, and going back to that first coffee or tea, you know, when I was Googling all those terms under the table, you know, she said, by the way, I have a girlfriend and that girlfriend is mine, not for you. So, <laughs> you, know. you weren't sharing. Jules wasn't sharing. Yeah, no. This is not a package deal. <laughs> Let's put that out here right now. In fact, and, you may never yeah, even meet her. Yeah. <laughs> her whole life, she's probably dated more serious dating uh, females than males, right? So she fully is, you know, bisexual. So we started in the swinging and we really were focusing on the couples where the female was bisexual. So she could have that connection. And, you know, that, that didn't necessarily work out as as you would think, because we had too many uh, dates where the lady wasn't bisexual, but she said she was because her husband told her to say that. And we just felt too many times that the husband was using the wife as the bisexual bait because he wanted to fuck her. Right. If I can just be you know, harsh for a second. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. And and that sucked. And that kind of pulled us back a little bit. And then all of a sudden we met, you know, a local couple that we really connected with mm. and, you know, had fun. We went on uh, trips together and families, you know, it, that was a great probably year. That, that was had. a lot of fun. Yeah. And then yeah. they got divorced. And oh. we really haven't been able to reconnect, right, yeah. to another couple. Maybe because we haven't really looked. Uh, but, you know, in between that, I traveled internationally. So she would go with me, especially to the cool places. And we always went to swinger resorts or, you know, clubs, you know, from Singapore to the Netherlands to Camp Dog in France and Paris and London, you know. So we had fun. <laughs> Yeah. Um, doing that stuff. And and yeah, we it's easier for us back then to have sex with a couple or an individual that we didn't know and wouldn't know tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just as opposed to, you know, you go to your local swinger event here in Dallas and guess what? You're going to see those people next <laughs> yeah. month at the next one, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's and, a little different. Yeah. And then when that occurred, once we had the divorce with our friends or they had a divorce and impacted us, um, then we started really focusing on single men, um, especially okay. those of, of color. And because okay. that's her, that's what she likes, right? Um, okay. She has a queen of spades. And she likes that chocolate. I do like chocolate. Both kinds. I got a chocolate. <laughs> and <laughs> and that was our, our focus. And so, um, you know, we were just playing with men, um, black men. And that's kind of all it came to. Um, and matter of fact, then we started videotaping just for fun. This is okay. pre COVID. Um, okay. About 2019, 2020. Yeah, yeah. About then. And we had our local 
we didn't know what the term was, but we had our local bulls, you know, now looking back, you know, that she just played with whenever she wanted to. And it was probably about once a month. I mean, don't think it was every weekend back then, but, you know, about once a month, we'd have fun. Mm -hmm. And we got, you know, one or two that we really got to know. And of course, that really um, was fun once you get to know them type stuff. And then COVID hit. Okay. And then we were like, okay, we're kind of stuck here. And much like everybody else, we were like, hey, let's just put this uh, video on OnlyFans, you know, type stuff. And, you know, because she was big on Reddit and still is, but, you know, we've been on Reddit for a long time. And she is an exhibitionist um, at heart, right? She loves to share herself with us and get that feedback, right? It's not just sharing yourself. It's getting that compliment or the recognition back. Um, that motivates her and also turns her on as well. And so we started to do the social media type stuff, you know, posting stuff to STC, to Reddit, other things. And then we found OnlyFans and we were like, oh, yeah, let's have fun. And then all of a sudden the money was coming in and she was like, fuck yeah, yeah <laughs> a lot of fun, you know, type stuff. And we were on it for, I don't know, four months, five months during COVID, went through the freaking roof, right? Here I am yeah. working my ass off remotely, you know, for my job at the time, you know, and, and she's over here posting, you know, videos and stuff and making a shitload of money. And, and then about four months, five months into it, she was like, mm, yeah, I kind of want to stop that because I want to write my my book. My okay. She talked about it in a minute. And of course, I, you know, was going, no. You know, <laughs> but she was like, I'm only doing OnlyFans because I have fun. Yeah. I don't want it to be okay. a job. And right now I want to get my story out about the recovery and and now let her cover all that. And that's more important to me. And, you know, having females embrace their strength and understanding the struggles and, you know, their possibilities of breaking through whatever troubles they have, it's there and it's real. And here's my approach. That was much stronger to her than posting fuck videos of her and blackmail. You know? okay, I got you. So she'll talk about that in a minute, but let me just fast forward. So we went through that process about six months, eight months, maybe nine months of writing the book, getting it out, promoting and all that stuff. And then that, and then we kind of calmed down. And then okay. she turned and she said, okay, um, I want to start back with the OnlyFans. I was like, ah. I deleted that account and I deleted all that. And she was like, well, I don't care. Just start it back up. So that's what we did. And that was what, February of of 22? Last year. Yeah, last year. Yeah, last yeah we year. restarted. And all of a sudden, all those old fans just they came right back. Yeah. It was, we changed the name and everything else, but because of Reddit and all that stuff, um, they just, boom, came back. And, you know, it's been fun ever since. And we try to make it, I take the work out of it and she embraces the fun. Me, yeah. if it ever becomes work to mm-hmm. her, then she's not going to do it. Or we don't do it to make money. Our rent or, or mortgage payment is not dependent on this stuff. Um, we just have fun with it. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's the key. So therefore, my job, you know, your your business manager comment at the beginning is 100% accurate because I handle that side. So she never has to. And she only does things she has fun. I mean, I have a whole list of things she could do to go viral on TikTok. And she's like, oh, fuck that. I'm like, <laughs> it's work. Yeah, yeah, it's work. Yeah, it's work. She's 16. I'm not 16. <laughs> I don't do those things. Well, you're, well, you're 25. Yeah, yeah, I am yeah, yeah, 16, 25. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and um, what's beautiful about your dynamic is um, you, you guys have a very unique 
dynamic, Jules and John, just because, um, Jules, you're this woman, this queen, you're in femdom, and you like to dominate, but you have a very sensual side about you as well. And it's almost like, in my personal opinion, that you operate kind of somewhat as a switch, you know, at least just what my personal experience with you was. Like, what are your thoughts on that? I can just feel like the brakes. No, I'm switched. Um, yeah, 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 that's not a good word in this household. But you know what? I think I totally get what you're saying. And I think, you know, there are certain people that I interact with that never get to see that side. And so mm-hmm. I, I, I truly think that when you start to see that part reveal itself, it's because I feel safe. I trust you. I'm willing to let you, you know, kind of take the lead. But like you're saying, it's like, I am not like this, you know, whip swing and dominatrix. So on that same note, for me to go into that quote unquote, like more softer space does not mean that you're slapping my ass and shoving my face down into the bed. You know what I'm saying? So we're just, everything's like a lighter note per se. So, and, and you know what, to be honest at this stage of the game and re you know, just peeling back all the layers and the titles and the boxes and want, 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 call me what you will. I am here to enjoy myself. And yeah. so when I get the comments from my fans or the ones who come running back and being like, oh my God, we, we thought you were gone. You know, like that's, that's what's real for me. So, you know, if someone wants to call me a switch or whatever, do do you? But I mean, I think it has to do with your comfort and the trust, as I talked about. It totally does, it, and the energy. I think so. Energy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I agree, and and I agree with everything. It's um, it was my personal reflection, right? Because uh, for those of you guys who don't know, uh, Phil White Jewels, you know, she's this fitness competitor, so she has this like this fantastic body. She has the biceps and the triceps. Go ahead and. Uh, Make a little bicep. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Come Sports. on. Come on. Okay. Come on, Fit Wife. Well, come on, Fit Wife. The wrong shirt. What? Come on. Come on. There you go. Look, look at that. Look, look at those biceps. Like, look at those oh, biceps. Yeah. <laughs> look, look. She's she got like a little short uh black tee on and it's like she's about to split the sleeves. And so I got it this tank top, this little I'm going to the gym after this. I told you. So the gym, right? And so she's she's just this beautiful woman. Uh she's about five, six, five, seven, and just like ripped and like just has this fantastic aura about herself. And um, like when I met her, like uh, I was, I was a virgin in some aspects. <laughs> Do you want to tell that story, Jules, or shall I? No, I want to watch you squirm. You know, this is so much better. Squirm. Okay, see, 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 that's the dominatrix in her. Yeah. So. <laughs> Pardon the interruption. If you're a cuckold gentleman, a stag, a voyeur, or maybe you're just a woman that likes to watch amateur BBC porn, if you are, I got a question to ask you. Do you want to follow Doc Chocolate's sexy ass adventures and playtime that I have with the most gorgeous hot wives, queens of spades, and milfs out there? Now, if you answered yes, then you want to go ahead and pause this episode right now and go to my website at bullsandqueens.com and subscribe to my free OnlyFans page. So that's going to be at bullsandqueens.com, 
bullsandqueens.com and click that button that says OnlyFans. And what's going to happen is you're going to get free access to my personal collection of videos, pictures of my kinky lifestyle adventures in my playtime that I have with my friends with benefits and you'll also be able to chat with me and the other fans and also do custom requests and i am on there daily so for free access to my only fans for a limited time only you guys i want you to go to bullsandqueens.com click that link that says only fans and join the fan club i'll see you on the other side now Back to the spicy episode. So I okay. So first off, you guys, I was late because I thought that I was supposed to meet her at a different time, and so this was during a hot wife tour in Tampa, and so I got there, and then you know she's kind of giving me that look, and I was like, damn. I'm in trouble. Right, so it's like, snarky too, yeah. like, oh, you choose to join us or something. I had like some snarky little. Yeah, yeah. Because like, you texted me too. You know, some snarky like comments. I was like, shoot, okay, okay, I'll, I'll sweet talk her when I get there. So, John, I love the his demeanor, and um, so, anyways, me and Jules, we connected. And so the way Jules rolls is she just rolls with the vibe and how things go. And she's very sensual, but then she's fucking dominance, right? And she doesn't ask any questions. She basically tells you, hey, this is what we're going to do. But she doesn't do it in like a total like authoritative way. She does it in a way where you're just like, okay. Kind of like, yeah. like, yeah, I want to. Yeah. I want to. <laughs> I'm excited. You motivated me to do that, right? And so, like, I had two first with her. Uh, the first one was like when she spat in my mouth, and I was like, "Y'all, I'm totally germaphobe and like uh, OCD." And even though I would eat some pussy and I would do all types of nasty things, I ain't never had nobody spit in my mouth, right? That and so, like, it was intense. I was up w- on top of you on the couch, and I remember. I mean. And I can feel like all of the saliva is starting to collect in my mouth. And I'm like, open your mouth. And I could see your eyes just became like big as saucers, but without a second, without a second to miss his mouth open like a bird. (laughs) And then it just went in there and he was just like, and you could see the look in his eye, like, fuck. What did I just do? Yes, I want to do it again. <laughs> yes, yes. Hey, definitely, definitely. There's, there's gonna be a second, third time. Yeah, definitely. Because like, because like, okay. So I saw you about to do it, and then I was thinking in my head, like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, okay, so your mind is preoccupied, uh, preoccupied because you know we're having sex, and yeah, I think you were writing me, so you're like on top of me, just writing me, right? And then I, I see you make that that motion with your mouth, like. And I was like, I was thinking in my head, like, fuck, what the fuck? I was like, is she going to spit in my mouth? And then I was like, no. At first I was like, no. And then I was like, well, like, what do I do? What do I do? And I was like, fuck it. I'll open my mouth. I was like, ah. <laughs> yeah, all that <laughs> press t- took about a half a second. If that yes, yes. It was half a second. It was half a second. And then, hey, hey, this is goofy, y'all. But like, um, the next thought was, 
okay, do I swallow? <laughs> Will that make you gay? <laughs> Girl, I, I mean, didn't know that. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, okay. So like, um, uh, okay. So when you ladies like, uh, take our load, you know, like if you're giving us a blow job, you know, maybe that's kind of what y'all think. It's like, okay, do I spit this come out or do I swallow? And so I was thinking in my head, do I, swallow or do i spit it out and then i was like that'll be fucked up if i spit it out i was like mm. took that shit like a man yeah yeah man that's yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then and then what was the second first that you did you took my virginity away on a second thing mm-hmm. you, you, you you tell off your wife oh gosh i'm trying to think like i don't know exactly where we were at like sitting wise but i remember it was part two i was filming. yes part two so you're oh you were filming so oh, were we on the floor no no you were in the bedroom right we transitioned from that okay to the bedroom. and again just in my nonchalant request as one does you know i'm having this great sex with him i mean it's hot our energy was was off the charts it you was. know we've had all of these amazing experiences already you were still on top of them and then yeah i'm on top of them and then i just said <laughs> I'm going to stick you in my ass. It wasn't a question. It was a statement. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to, there was no question mark. <laughs> I'm going to stick you in my ass. And <laughs> I don't even know if you answered, baby. <laughs> I was like, this. I was like, okay. With that look. <laughs> I was like, okay. It was like, I've done anal before, but like, um, I've only done it twice and both times it was uh I use condoms. And so we're playing bareback, you and I, Jules. And then you're like, I want a cream pie. And then you, you, but you said it in your voice. So like my voice doesn't sound as like sensual as yours. Oh yeah. So you, well, I, I say I want you to come in my ass. Yeah, yeah. So no, 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 no. You you, you gotta say it the way that yes, yeah, yeah get, get that look. There you go. There you go. All right. Now, now try that again. Now say it the way you, you said it. You, you want me to see cream pie instead? Yeah. Or do you want me to say, I want you to come in my ass. I want you to do what you do. <laughs> go ahead. He's wanting me to do. He's putting me on the spot. This is not flowing. Jesus is like, fuck you, Doc. You're putting me on the spot. So she. <laughs> when she told you to come in your ass, you didn't take long after that, right? That, I did it. I did it because, like, yeah, yeah. Because I was like, I was like, okay. And, then, and then, like, I think I slid out, and then you just like grabbed my dick, and you just like, like, just jammed it up in there, and I was like, cool. And like, what was funny was like, because I watched the video, right? And like, uh, before you had even told me that you what you wanted me to do with the anal. You you took out some some lube and you started lubing yourself in the ass and then you asked me and I was like oh shit she planned that out I was like oh shit <laughs> I was like Jules is a bad chick I was like and I fucking love it so like hey y'all I I I was fucking hooked because I was like yeah so if you guys are a bull and you guys are out there in texas like y'all have to get with fit wife jewels because she is like fucking and be on time and be on time be on time otherwise she'll yeah be, be on time otherwise she'll sit on your face which i mean i 
rather liked. But um, <laughs> I think I told you, I, I didn't even ask you. I was like, yeah, you're going to sit in my face. You're going to sit in my face. Like, <laughs> <shoot>. <laughs> so anyways, all right. So make, what is your OnlyFans, Jules? Oh, so it is at FitWife, Jules. Is this so my only fans Re- regulars fit wife? That's my regular one. I'm sorry. And then my um the VIP one is just fit wife jewels VIP. Okay. We keep it super simple. Right. With the VIP, there's no PPVs, all video, all content is uh is available for the monthly subscription. And that's that actually has gone through the roof over the last we also live stream. Something yeah. we've started doing is like now when I start, you know, doing like out like our encounters is I'll be like, I'm just going to live stream stream. And again, it's not like I ask them. I just suggest, Hey, what would you think? Or, Hey, I'm going to go ahead and live stream or, and they're like, Hey, can I get my camera up in here too? And, and so it's really cool. So then my, my subs, my, you know, my VIPs get to see totally behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. They get to, you know, see the screw ups. They get to be, you know, kind of like my head comes up and my, and I'm all fucking crazy looking and, all of it. <laughs> and you get to see the water breaks and the woof, yeah. stuff. water breaks. And some of them love it. They prefer that than you know the content that, that I produce. They love the live stream. So what we've been doing is every single time she makes a connection or we uh, a session, we just mm-hmm. pop a camera up or a phone and just live stream it. Yeah. And it's saved to the wall. And that yeah. actually has got a lot of press. And I think other OnlyFans account probably needs to do the same thing, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I mean, real quick, you guys, like, uh, it's funny that you guys bring up the live uh, uh, portion of it, the live streaming, mm-hmm. uh, because, like, I actually started doing that uh, about a week after I had met you guys uh, mm-hmm. okay. out there in March. So, like, um, I started doing it because uh, I spent about three weeks in Florida. And so after Tampa, I went to Orlando and um, I was with a petite professor. Her name is Bella Bear. And I did my first live stream with her. And then since then, I've done about nine or 10 live streams with different ladies. And like, it's so easy to do it. People love it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so easy to produce because you don't really have to produce anything. And like you said, yeah. it saves the vault. And I mean, it's just like, yeah, yeah, I freaking love it. But I think it has a lot to do with the popularity of true amateur porn or, or sex, mm. right? I mean, yep. that is yeah. why the focus. You know, when I go to Pornhub or X video or whatever, I mean, that's what I search for, hot wife, you know, amateur stuff, not the old Swedish erotica type stuff, you know, from way back when, you know, because that real touch is is important. So that's what we've tried to do to apply it. Mm. Um, we're also thinking, and first time to announce on this one, is we're going to start to search for a bull and a, a cook here in the Dallas Fort Worth area that we just want randoms to come in. They have to get tested and you know, just like normal, but we thought, Hey, open it up and let's try, you know, for any bull and any cook wants to come and take part and clean up, um, then be great mm-hmm. to film as real people, not, you know, someone we got off of another only fans distribution list. Right. Yeah. So we're, we're going to get, give that a go. I love it. I love that. So, <laughs> So tell me about your experience being a dom. How did you get into that, into the whole feminine domination? You know, I think just my personality type automatically swings me over to um, more that 
feminine side, but also that masculine side. Um, growing up, I had to be very much in my own defense of a lot of things as we're kind of picking up, you know, fix and pieces of it here with this. Um, and so, and, and I always, sex was always a little different for me. So it was, I didn't want men being on top of me. And so then it just became natural for me to kind of, you know, like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And to be honest, uh, you know, high school and in early 20s or whatnot, guys are like, do it because the knowledge that guys really don't know what they're doing at that stage. And right, I'm right. like, I'm just going to take the reins. And so it was it was a win win. And so then as I, you know, continued on into adulthood and and um, actually got sober, um, I was able to within the community here um, find another sober femdom. And so she took me underneath her wing, you know, and so then. I was, I, you know, became head of household, which means, you know, my submissives then actually lived with me, you know, and contributed and those sorts of things. And um, I was able to do an intern over in Switzerland. Um, I lived there for a little over a year, year and a half, um, which was a whole different, whole different world um, of BDSM. Um, but I think for me personally, it's, it's kind of like what you were trying to explain. It's like, I have this very, I've been called a velvet hammer. It's like, I have this very like stern approach yet. There's a lot of softness to it. So it's like, as long as we understand each other, (laughs) um, it will be good. But what I did is during these internships is I really learned from the men who served me all about the psyche of the submissive male. And so learning that, learning the craving of, you know, serving their queen and, and, and just the women in their lives and how they want them to be happy. And, you know, they say happy wife, happy life. And, and it's not necessarily like bowing down and, you know, being a a rug. That's, that's not it at all. It's, it's the, it's the duality between, you know, like I'm at my fullest, you know, when, for instance, um, Things like me for me to feel at my fullest would be um, being able to spend time with my friends, things that fulfill me. Um, You know, I like to dress feminine. I like to be feminine, you know, Um, where, you know, men, on the other hand, they like to they like to provide. Yeah. They, they they want to like they kind of like build the house type of thing. And so it's like once I found my spot in the whole feminine and the masculine, I was able then to provide this space, we'll say, um, for submissive men. Because let's face it, most submissive men cannot go to their wives and say, I want you to peg me. Or (laughs) I want you, I want to wear pink panties for you. Yeah. Like these, and, and, and it's so sad because women are not programmed to think that way about their men. Right. So society's really kind of roughed it up. And so, so then I took that lifestyle and I brought it into a profession. And so then I was a professional femdom for about 10 years. And um, it's very rewarding. I'm a seeker keeper. You know, I I get to learn things that they never tell their best friends, but they don't tell their wives. Or And then we create the space and explore. Yeah. It was fantastic. <laughs> that is awesome. And, and it's awesome seeing you glow as you talk about that jewels, because I'm just watching you as you describe that. And you just like have this glow about you, your face, just like, yeah. like lit up 
totally you know we're starting to do some more um videos of it actually like the ds um in fact uh danny lucky yeah sweet vicky's husband um he saw me do one scene uh one time when we were in la and he videoed it for us with leah lace, with leah lace. and okay. she's so submissive and he was like <laughs> oh my god whatever that was i just saw i need to see more of it and so now i'm starting to create more of these videos um okay. where, this, where this dominant side of me gets to come out and I saw a video because John sent it to me the other day with yourself and um, with uh, that young lady. Yeah, Katie Carr. Katie Carr. She's super submissive, too. Yeah. That was super sexy. It was. It was. I pulled the cameraman in and I'm like, I need you to make Danny sure that you know how to serve me appropriately. I need you to suck yeah. on this dick. And this I, is how I want it. And oh my God, that was fantastic. I, da- was Danny Lucky was a lucky guy. Danny Lucky was a lucky guy in that instance. I was like, man, what I would pay to be in his shoes. <laughs> Woo! Come on so, over. Hey, I'm booking a plane ticket. Shoot. Because, <laughs> all right, so I, I, I won't go there. I'm gonna, uh, see, I'm trying to keep professional, Jules. You see what you're trying to do to me? I'm trying to be professional. <laughs> so, um now this leads into your memoirs right like your whole experience with your past that you were just discussing and all that can you tell us more about that yes um you know i as with a lot of people we we we're we grow into situations that are extremely toxic um, and, and I'm no different than majority of the people. Um, but unfortunately, a lot of people don't find, uh, sobriety. They don't find a different way of life. And, um, I didn't get sober till I was 35 years old. Um, and so it just, just all of that, um, growing through it, just the bumps and the, all the shit that goes along with, growing up in that sort of environment and having to unlearn things in a very active, we're in the moment type of life, right? It's not like you get to just take off for two weeks or whatever and unlearn and, and, you know, reemerge into reality. Um, And so one of the awesome things that I was able to do during that COVID time was, I think it was even six months. We got that book that book was out in six months. The title of it is The Making of a Woman. And, and, and what it is, it's, it's literally the first half of my story. And then when I get sober and what it's like to be 35 years old and not relate to anybody around you. I'm, I'm not a wife. I, I, I don't have a job. I don't, you know, I'm, 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 I'm totally like the skeleton within and, and being the girl in the back of the room. And that's who the book is written for, is the one who's in the back of the room amongst the huge crowd, but yet feels extremely alone. Because that was me more times than not. But on the outside, everything looks good. But on the inside, I was dying, you know, and I attempted to, you know, end my life quite a few times during those phases because it's devastating. It's very devastating. So the cool thing is, is then we just pretty much lit that whole project on fire. We got, you know, there's this website we, I did, I don't know, 60 plus, I was a guest on like 60 plus um, podcasts. We did um, 
You won an award. Oh, she's a two-time award-winning book at this stage. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I've done some guest speaking. We did a book signing. It was just so many things. And for me, I'm all about connecting. And if you can relate with what I'm feeling, that that's that's universal. And so that's how the book is written. It's not written about times and this and this happened and none of that. It's all about, like, if I say the word, it felt dark and alone. Well, you're going to feel, you know exactly what that feels like. And so that's how that book and that whole project has, has, um, has, un, you know, un, has, has revealed itself. And I get people from around the world because they all can relate. So it's been an amazing experience. And I don't even know if we're done yet. I don't know. Is there, you know, the second book? I've had people tell me you need to write the second book. Um, I'm a big meditator. So until I actually feel that it's time, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with where we're at. I personally think that um, there is going to be a second, (laughs) maybe even a third part of that book. You know, it's a journey. And I feel like you're talking to pretty much, you can talk to anybody in any space because I feel like to a certain degree or less, we all have gone through times where we feel like we're crowded or surrounded by people, but yet we feel alone. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us, uh, I can speak for myself personally, I relate to you, Jules, uh, when you say that uh, on the outside, you look good, you sound good, but on the inside, you could be dying or in, you know, tragedy or, you know, going through trauma internally. And the world doesn't know what's happening on your interior because your exterior looks perfect, you know? Um, So I commend you for having the strength to share your story because at the end of the day, you're probably saving lives and you don't even, maybe not, maybe not even know it. Yeah. And I hope, I hope that, I hope that my story, and the cool thing is like, we'll read books that have been written, what, 10, 15 years ago. Right. So Mm -hmm. one time I was said, you are now immortal. Like your book will forever be on a bookshelf or something. So Library it's, 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 it's Library really, it's, it's out there. And, and I'm, and I'm grateful because there are other people who, who share their story just in different formats. Yeah. She still gets feedback you know, once a week from somebody that yeah. read the book, changed their lives. So. And it's awesome. not just women, you know, it's, it's men, it's the men going, that's why my wife does that. That's why my wife cringes when this happens or the moms who will say, my daughter just started, you know, dancing at the club. What do I need to look out for? How do I even handle something like this? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the making of a woman is the title of your, your first memoir, <laughs> your first of many. Uh, can people get it off of Amazon or is there a certain place that people oh, yeah. can get it? You know what? Just go to the website, themakingofawoman.com. You'll see all of the social media. You'll see all of, you know, the parties and everything we've done. It's like the mothership of this baby. And yeah, you can get it off of Amazon, of course. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's beautiful, y'all. So make sure you check out themakingofawoman.com. And I'm going to actually uh, check it out myself because I want a copy. 
Um, I want to hear your story because uh, it, it can help. You know, I'm all about personal development. And so tell us about how you got involved with the Hot Wife Tour. Boy, again, social media. <laughs> we uh, actually, you know, as, as we do, we have uh, online friends. And so uh, sweet Vicky and her husband had posted that they were going to be down at Colette's, which is a, a place here in Dallas. And we knew them through Reddit, right? That was the connection. Uh, both of them at the time, which was a year, year and a half ago, we had huge Reddit accounts. And so, you know, we were on the same subreddits all the time. Mm -hmm. And so uh, she posted, hey, I'll be at Colette's, which is a local swinger resort, you know, this Saturday, come visit. And then you, you reached out. I was like, girl, are you really there? Is this a true post? And so she's like, yeah, I'm here. Come on down. So I'm like, I'm going to throw my red bottoms on and here we come. And so, you know, click, click, click on in. And, you know, yeah, there's a lot of beautiful women. Right. And, and so this is really my first, you know, OF girl and she's got some great numbers and she's all this. And so I'm like, kind of, I'm kind of a little standoffish and reading the room and, and this gentleman comes up and he was just super kind and approachable. And, you know, I said, yeah, no, I'm looking for sweet Vicky. He, I, I, you know her. And he goes, yes, come over here. And then he's like, I'm her husband. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Big old Danny. <laughs> Big old Danny. <laughs> so he must've been like, Oh, there's, there's jewels. And that's how it started. So we got to know each other even more. Yeah, and then we just got, Friends, I mean, actual friends with, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, family and all that stuff. Uh, that was for several months. So we just friends, yeah. Um, and then you know, the Dallas Hot Wife tour happened. I think mid October, wasn't it? Of last year, last year. Yeah. And they were like, "Hey, you, you want to come join?" Um, we're like, "Sure, let's." You know, what's the Hot Wife tour? Um, <laughs> and then you know, she looked it up, and you know, a funny story. You know the. We were about a week away, and then all of a sudden she realizes that the main event, and there's actually three events, uh, was orgies. And yes. <laughs> Can you imagine? Doc, I'm like, hold up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, so you don't do? You, I you didn't. never had? I never. Really? Well, we Not had, at this stage, we no. Had, hang on. We had group sex and uh, fun for two in the Netherlands at a swinger resort, and it was just kind of a mosh pit. Yeah, okay. that's different. That's a lot of different than oh, we're going into a shoot house that's going to have three orgies, a total of about thirty males and females all mm. having sex at the same time. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Right? Yeah. And Danny was the best. Danny said, "Let's get on the phone. We'll walk through it and the process. <laughs> what's expected, but more importantly, what is not expected, because you make your own calls. Don't yeah. think that yeah. you're going to be there and your ass is going to be in the air and anybody can come by and fuck it. No, that's not. Yeah. The hot wives or the ladies have full control of everything on the hot wife tour, including the orgies. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, you only have sex with people you want to. So I don't think it's a free for all. And all you have to say is no. And they've been told. They just move on. And super they do. respectful. Super respectful. So, you know, to be honest, you backed out about three times. I did. And then Danny's like, can you just get on the phone with me? Yeah. So, yeah. and then after explaining all of this, and he goes, okay, how about this? I will be the first guy you're with. Mm -hmm. 
(laughs) Because I don't know about other women, but it's like, if you just get my juices flowing or my, you know, the ball rolling, I'm in. But it's like that gate from this to that, Mm -hmm. it's totally uncomfortable. And again, I'm sober, so I don't drink. I don't smoke anything going in. I've got nothing. (laughs) I've got nothing. Yeah, I went right for Danny and on my knees I went. (laughs) And and besides me, that was the first white cock that she had taken in, what, 15 years? Yeah, it was a long time. Really? Long, long time. (laughs) But you liked you liked my white cock. Oh, you didn't know my cock. Is that is, did you bleach that? <laughs> <laughs> I would die yeah. if somebody dropped their yeah. pants yeah. and it was white. <laughs> He's like, well, that, he was black on it. He was black, and then he pulled out his pants, and his cock was white. <laughs> what the went, hell? Exactly. <laughs> He's like, get the fuck out of here, guy. <laughs> uh, so, I, and once I, she got over those three orgies, which were uh, one a day for three days, yeah. Then you know, then you feel comfortable. You, you know what control and yeah. trust. And again, going back to what I said earlier, once she feels she's in yeah. control, she has the trust. And I and Danny and everybody else was there to protect her and the other girls. Yeah. Then they let their guard down. And then once you know, Jules lets her guard down, she, as you saw, she gets comfortable. The oh, yeah. Shit. You yeah. Know, that sexual being of hers comes out full force. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jules is a tigress. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> oh, my God. So, like, yeah, when I'm back in the Dallas area, I have to visit you guys if you're in you Vegas or Florida. Because yeah. I'll be in Florida for the summertime. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to see each other again so i want to be totally respectful of your time because i know that you had to get out there and do your bench presses and your deadlifts and your squats (laughs) and stuff (laughs) i'm gonna go get my gym on yes i'll get her gym on so uh you two lovely people can you guys uh give us a quick words of advice to let's say that guy or that couple that is looking to get into femdom or lifestyle just give them some words of advice and then also give us links to where people can find you again and then we'll just sign off right well first i have to say from my experience with all of this um and how fear-driven i was um the things i did was i would journal a lot so it go authentically Go authentically. Don't do what everybody's doing. Do what feels comfortable to you. And then have somebody, I did, who I could be comfortable doing it with, right? So it's kind of like he held my hand. So that that was my thing is, is be true, just truth. Yeah. Yeah. And I know we, everybody says that communication, communication, but yeah. you have to articulate it appropriately. So if you have desires that you're a cuck um, and you want your wife to be more um, assertive or open-minded. Well, you need to have that conversation and you need to approach it at the right time and the right um, way to bring it up. And and by the way, some women aren't cut out for it. So don't try to fit a square, well, no, a round peg in a square hole, whatever that saying is. Um, but if you don't articulate what you want in your desires, uh, then maybe show some videos, watch some porn together, you know, or maybe get a sex counselor. They have people out there. Mm-hmm. We've, we've seen some 
um, to open-minded. I mean, we've tried poly, we've tried a lot of things and some of it worked. fucked up a lot. Yeah, of them. <laughs> and so even us, you know, I think we're on the foreground of pushing the envelope. We have, you know, counselors that we talk to about communications and, you know, okay, this is going to work. This may not work. And you, but you have to start that communication and, and don't have expectation that I only want this one thing. And if I don't get this one thing, then I'm going to be mad and upset. No, you may think you want that one thing, but through the communications and working with your spouse and all that, maybe this area over here will suffice for now. Get him or her comfortable with this space and then maybe go here. Just explore. That's the whole thing. It's not the finish line isn't right there. You're exploring. It's a journey. Just have fun. Try different things. I love that. I love that. I love you guys. And <laughs> what are your links? Uh, give us your links again, please. And their links will be in the IT show guy. notes. But uh, Mr. IT guy, John Mr. Jules. Uh, well, <laughs> just about everything is Fit Wife Jules. Yeah. Um, so Twitter, uh, OnlyFans is uh, Fit Wife Jewels, as well as Fit Wife Jewels VIP. Um, the Reddit, because we started it before Fit Wife Jewels, it's JRA Play. I know it's odd, but it's a, it's a combination of our initials, JRA Play. Uh, so we started Reddit as swingers. So JRA Play, a combination of us playing. Uh, and then it got too big and we didn't want to change the name. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's JRA Play on Reddit. Um, Fit Wife Jewels everywhere else, uh, and Pornhub, and, yeah. X videos, um, yeah, Instagram, TikTok. Well, unless it gets banned, but um, yeah, this week, <laughs> right? It's not a question of if it gets banned, but when it gets banned, TikTok, yeah, yeah, when yeah it gets totally. Yeah. 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 Well, you're at 16,000 now, that's pretty good. <laughs> that is good, you know, before then, so. <laughs> And then also, uh, you guys make sure you check out the making of a woman.com, the making of a woman.com and just get that memoir from Jules. So you guys, you guys have been wonderful. Thank you all for coming out here. I love you guys. And to those that are listening until next time, y'all stay beautiful. Y'all stay blessed. You support each other and stay sexy. Thank you for listening to everybody's favorite black man candy, Doc Chocolate of the Bulls and Queens podcast. If you would like Doc Chocolate to help you host your next fun and kinky private party, or you want info on his next monthly Las Vegas Bulls and Queens play party, or you'd like to have him pose as a nude or semi-nude model for your next girls' night out or bachelorette party, Make sure you go to www.bullsandqueens.com right now and fill out the form on the website to contact Doc. Again, that's www.bullsandqueens.com. Until next time, bulls, queens, and cucks, stay sexy.